This is episode seven of The Creative Outsiders, and I'm your host, Siobhan Hill. The Creative Outsiders is a collective of women storytellers that aim for a sisterhood through a community that provides professional development for emerging filmmakers. Simply put, we want to show you it's possible to live your filmmaking dreams. And today, I have the pleasure of talking to Alicia Rollins, and I can't wait until you are able to sit back and take notes and listen to our conversation. I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Alicia. Hi. How are you doing? I am doing well. How are you? Great. Great, 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 great. I always tell everybody I love doing this part because, you know, you follow people, and you feel like you, you know, kind of get to know who they are. Right. But I always get to double back and start to research and be nosy. <laughs> so I can um, find out more about you and then I can help our listeners become who they're supposed to be. Absolutely. So, it was so funny when I was like doing research and going back and forth and looking at your website and even looking at your social media. I was like, okay, so I need for her to explain to me how she went from a degree in biology and clinical lab to creative director, video direction, and script development. <laughs> so you quite have- a transition. <laughs> yeah, we need to know. We know we need to know how you transition. So take us through how you went from biology, clinical lab to being a creative. Well, I think being a creative is something that's always inside of me. I danced my entire life. So I started dance when I was six years old and I took classical ballet, tap and jazz until I graduated from high school um, in 20, I'm about to say 2012, but it's really 2008. That shows my age. Um, So I graduated in 2008 and I went to Southern. And so when I went to Southern, there was no dance program or anything um, outside of just the music education department. And so I had this innate desire to do something creatively. But ultimately, what I was being pushed to do was science because it's something I was good at and something that I, you know, it came naturally to me, but it wasn't my passion. And so I continued through that and I danced at Southern for two years. So I continued dancing and I taught dance after that for a long time. But ultimately my career trajectory was going more towards science. And so I graduated from Southern and then I went and graduated from Our Lady of the Lake in clinical lab science. And I started working at a hospital And while doing that, I was still teaching dance. I was still very involved in the dance community in Baton Rouge. But, you know, I still had this innate, like, you know, in the back of my mind, desire to create short films and integrate arts with filmmaking. It's something that just was a part of me, but I didn't have the connections or the networking And I kind of felt like it was too late for me to get started in something like that, you know, so I didn't have the training um, necessarily of a traditional filmmaker. I didn't go to film school, but 
I just had this desire to make my, you know, visions that I saw in my mind um, come to pass. So time passed and I started working with artists. So um, we did some work with PJ Martin of Maroon 5 and did some street team work where I came across this uh, one woman, Latrice Griffin. And she had worked with a whole plethora of artists her entire life. She works in media, marketing, and public relations. And so we developed this really close relationship. And it was just kind of like you meet, you know, a woman and you vibe with her so much, you know, and we just developed the that relationship. And so we came together and we talked to PJ and we're like, hey, we really want to do um, a dance slash music video for this song that you just came out with. What do you think? Here's the concept. And PJ, being the amazing, relaxed, cool person that he is, was like, sure. <laughs> and so that was our first film project, um, New Orleans Girl, um, that's sang by PJ Martin. And it was filmed by our colleague, Brandon Singleton. And so after that juncture, um, we got, you know, hundreds of thousands of views on YouTube. We were like, let's make this a company. We wanted to continue what we were doing um, and evolve to short films and documentaries. And that's how we got to the point where we are today, which we just finished filming our first documentary called Shades of Her. And that's gonna be released October 9th. And um, we're working on more short films for 2018 and also a YouTube series that's going to be amazing. So I don't even know if I was supposed to say this, if it was a surprise or not, but it's out. <laughs> it's out there now. Yeah. Okay, so we have to rewind because I know people here are like, okay, you knew in your heart that, you know, you had that creative pull. Yeah. And I could totally relate to where you said that, you know, you were pushed in a direction or even nudged in a direction of pursuing the science portion because yes. you were good at that. Because that's basically me. Like, I was very good at helping people. So my parents was like, hey, you know, you really should be a counselor. Like, you do mm -hmm. good at that. So it was like, okay, yeah. But then in my mind, I've always written. I've always, like, just been... Inter interested in the human connection but like visual the visual right. part to it so how okay so I get you said um there was always a pull and you knew like I'm gonna do this like I can't keep pushing this feeling away and then you had the opportunity that you um met the person that you connected with and y'all said let's do it but this is the thing that a lot of people I guess creatives and then I see on our website that asked like how did you meet because I I don't know if I missed her name but how did you connect with her to build that relationship and then how did you have the confidence to put yourself out there as a creative director um that's a great question I think truly and what's crazy is I told this story at our private um, release of the documentary when we 
like we recently or actually were preparing to release this documentary I had had this idea in 2013 and this was before I had even met Latrice had even met Brandon and I tried to do it in 2013 but I didn't have the team I couldn't find the dancers I couldn't find anybody to interview about colorism I couldn't I just didn't have the connections and so I think the thing is the biggest thing is not letting go of that dream and putting yourself in a space for you know you to have those divine connections because I think a lot of times we're just closed off to mm -hmm. and we have in our own minds and in our own hearts let go of our dream and so we don't operate in a place that God is able to make those divine connections through us because we're so closed off and we're just have given up on our dream, have given up on the idea of making this manifest. And I could have easily been so discouraged to where when God gave me this vision of doing a documentary about colorism, about the black community, about women thinking light-skinned women are stuck up or thinking dark-skinned women are ghetto or wretched, you know, wanting to um, film those nuances in our community and those type of conversations if I had just gotten so discouraged and just given up on that dream in 2013 it wouldn't have been manifest in 2017 you see what I'm saying so it's kind right. of like I think you have to one be prepared because the entire treatment for that film was written in 2013 so once you know, I had met these people. I had everything in place. All we had to do was shoot it. You know, right. so, so I would just say, keep yourself open to what God is doing. Be open to make be making unorthodox connections. You know, be open to doing things for free. I know that sucks, but... Honey. Be open. <laughs> yeah. Be open to just doing it because you love it. You know, and just be prepared. You know, I think opportunity is where preparedness and just divine connections kind of meet in that way. So, it, you know, if I'm shying away from or kind of dimming my light or dimming my creativity, creativity, when someone asks me like, hey, you know, are you interested in filming this or would you like to be a part of this? If I'm so discouraged or so like just over it, you know, I would be like, oh, well, no, I'm good. You know, I'm doing something else or I'm working for this company. I probably won't have time instead of, yes, let's do this, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think just, you know, putting myself in the position to be ready for those, to, to make those connections. I think that's vital. And I think that's good that you even said that because I hope everybody listening heard that she had the treatment prepared 2013. It is now 2017. And I know a lot of times, especially as creatives, we'll get a great idea. And if it doesn't happen, we'll like put it to the side. And you even like made me check myself because I... I wrote a web series and I mean I'm still finished well I'm in post-production with my documentary right now but I wrote a web web series wrote it all out and it's like just sitting there and it's just I think that's a good thing and I, I mean I'll ask you 
Like, did you get discouraged during that time frame between 2013 and 2017? Absolutely. You know, I think it's it's just a part of human nature that we have a very microwave um, ideology of what the process is. You know, um, I remember when I first read Mindy Calling's book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? And Mindy Calling is one of my favorite female storytellers, or storytellers, period. She's just hilarious. And um, I read her book, and it talked about her entire transition from interning on Saturday Night Live and going into being on The Office and then eventually having her own show, The Mindy Project. And just, you know, what it means for her as a woman of color, particularly an Indian American woman. And, you know, that just was so impactful on what I was trying to do. So I realized when I realized who Mindy Cowling was, she had put in years and years of work before the Mindy Project. So Mm -hmm. we can get discouraged, um, you know, at this point when I first started writing, that was, how was I, 23? And now I'm 27. And so I remember when I first started writing it and was like, man, I really want to get involved in doing documentaries and film. But then I was like, man, you know, the people (laughs) that are working and thriving are probably my age now. Like I kind of felt limited by my age in a certain way, but realizing that nothing limits you um, more than yourself, you know, so when I learned about Mindy Cowling and the Mindy Project, she had, you know, went through the entire process of pitching scripts and pitching ideas and script writing for the office and doing all this really grueling work to get her own show. So I think it's just necessary. I think everybody gets discouraged Everybody gets to a place where they're just over it. But the people that are ultimately successful are people that can push past that momentary discouragement and just say, you know, Mindy Cowling did it so I can do it. Ava DuVernay did it so I can do it. You know, those people push you to know and believe in yourself and to know that I do have a story. I do have something to offer to the world and to offer to this industry. And the only person that can tell me otherwise is me. Right. I totally agree. So what did you do during that time frame to prepare yourself? Like, how do you think that you developed your skill as a creative director, um, video direction, or even script development? Because you, I looked at the, um, the video for well the project not to call it video but the project for pj morton and it was really good Thank you. it was really 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 good like i enjoyed myself i was like oh this is really good um so how do you how did you yeah develop your skills during that time because like you said i think we are very microwave society we we'll see somebody's content and we're like oh i can do it and we don't know what they've done to 
just get to that point. So what are some things you did to build your skills? Um, side note, if I'm talking really slow, it's because I have a really bad echo in my ears. So uh-huh. just bear with me. Yeah, no, you're not. You're fine. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm talking like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but that's a great question. So I think the biggest thing was I looked at my skill set. Because, like I mentioned earlier, I started off as a classically trained dancer. Um, So I choreographed for a lot of different people, some different artists. And I found myself feeling like, (laughs) like, oh, I wouldn't have did this shot like this. I would have did like this. Or, man, you know, I really see this visually. What do we have to do to make this happen? You know, and so I kind of looked at my skill set and was like, okay, people that feel the way that I do, what is their job description? <laughs> you know, so what do they, what do they do? And I started researching like Lorianne Gibson um, and people that not just do film and creative direction for film, but also putting together tours. So when you see somebody like Lady Gaga, or um, Nicki Minaj, Lorianne Gibson is the person that puts together their tour. She um, visually uh, creates their set and creates, you know, what song is going to flow into this song and where the dancers are going to go and how to write the narrative. So with me, I'm not really limited to music videos. Um, I wanted to branch out into telling different stories through film. But in relation to PJ Martin's video, I knew that there was a certain story that I wanted to tell. So it's kind of the same thing, you know, except you don't have speaking parts with music videos. You kind of have to just tell the story visually. And for his video, I wanted to represent Um, a certain type of woman from New Orleans, like the average woman, like the woman that's going to Tulane, going to UNO, you know, going to Suno, going to Xavier, the woman that's a dancer or the woman that's, you know, working at the hospital or the one, you know, not just a woman, you know, shaking or twerking or something like that. You know, when we think about a woman from New Orleans, I think of someone who's strong. I think of someone who's cultured, who can cook, who can dance, who's just an overall Renaissance woman. And so that's kind of what we wanted to visualize. And so I think, you know, I take that same approach with um, short films and documentaries and exposés and all these different um, types of film that you can do. So, um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, how we were looking at it when we did that video and even into our latest documentary. And we also filmed another music video that's a gospel video. And um, it's the same kind of thing. It has a lot of really great storytelling. So I'm excited for that release. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so, um, I know for as far as um, filmmaking specifically, because you um, did speak to it, and I want to ask you kind of like a transition question. Yeah. I know that you, uh, about the documentary, 
So I do want you to tell us about Shades of Her, but before you do, how do you think it differs for you to do uh, creative directing versus um, directing as far as documentary? Hmm. Um, I think with creative direction overall, you're responsible for everything. <laughs> so you're responsible for what the main person is going to look like. You're responsible for the overall vision for the entire project. Um, so you can say, okay, I want a light-skinned girl with curly hair for this shot. I want a white girl for this shot. I want, because this is supposed to, and not just based on race, but I want this shot to give this message. I want this shot to give this message. And so I think you're responsible for the narrative. I think as a director, you're responsible just for, once that narrative is already set, you're responsible for how you're telling it visually. So you take that exact same narrative and you give it to three different directors and it'll look like three different movies just by right. their perspective and their interpretation of that narrative. So, um, you know, I think with creative direction, um, it has so many hats and so many roles. You know, um, sometimes it's just picking choreographers and say, I want, telling the choreographer, this is the type of vibe I want for this video, you know, or just saying, this is the type of uh, conversation I want to start. And, you know, just shaping it in that way. Um, in contrast to directing, it's more of how do I want to say what we've already established, if that makes sense. Yes, it definitely does. So do you, do you see yourself wanting to be more along the lines of documentaries or this is just personal preference. Like, what do you see yourself preferring? Hmm. <laughs> that's a hard question. If you don't know, it's okay. I just thought I'd No, try. that's a great question. Um, I think... I don't know, because... You know, I believe that God gives us visions of our future... And I see myself getting into script writing for sitcoms just because I like that. And I like to see what people do with the same story, kind of like Blackish versus The Carmichael Show. You know, it's, it's almost like the same story, kind of, but the way they are approached issues was so different and they're both great shows in their own right and so I would like to be a part of that at some point in my life wherever that would fit but the thing about life and what I've learned even from transitioning careers and hoping to go into filmmaking full-time and creative direction full-time um is that I'm open because if you would have told me three years ago that I would have been making short films, YouTube series, I would have been like, 
please don't play with me like that. <laughs> so, you know, just being open. I think at one point in my life, I will be doing more music videos and I don't want to limit myself to just gospel videos, but I love doing gospel everything because I love gospel as a genre and I love you know Christian music generally just because God is such a huge part of my life but I don't want to limit myself either you know um right so I think just doing anything that I can just have my hand on creatively I will be open to that um you know when we look at Insecure and we look at Issa Rae and what she did with Awkward Black Girl and kind of transition that to Insecure, that could happen to anyone. You know, if you have a great product and you have a great story and you're telling it in a quality way, I think people are going to vibe with that. So just doing it for the passion whatever it is either documentaries or music videos i would just be open but 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 <laughs> um i will say documentaries to me are amazing because i feel like you get to talk about things in a very advanced way um, in contrast to music videos. So a music video is three minutes and it's done. You know, um, right. documentaries, you can really get into a person's psyche and you can really yeah. leave a really big lasting impression on someone's life. And I feel like you can still do that with a music video, but mm -hmm. you don't have their attention span for that large amount of time if that makes sense it does um but you're talking to a documentary yeah so <laughs> i'm super biased in that right. aspect but um i do have a question as far as well first let's go to shades of her okay. tell us uh about shades of her tell us what it's about and then i'll um ask you some questions about the process of getting that done okay well, like I said, 2013, I had this vision of um, of creating this documentary that told a story about women, um, women of color, of all shades, um, and particularly foc focusing on the different stereotypes that we encounter um, as we go through life. So being a dark-skinned woman, I've had my share of you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl type conversations and that always sucks. Um, but a lot of people, especially people that are not people of color, don't realize that that realm of discrimination and colorism exists in our community because they aren't a part of our communities. So I had this vision of doing a documentary that fused dance again because i'm biased i'm a dancer so i wanted it to fuse dance and interviews with women that had that had gone through these type of experiences um in their dating life just in their regular life their job their career and how it made them feel and to just openly and plainly talk about these stereotypes 
And so, like I said, I sat on it for um, from 2013 to 2016, and I got connected with um, my team, who's now my team, Latrice Griffin, um, who's our executive director, and Brandon Singleton, who is our videographer slash director of um, photography. And I got hooked up with them after New Orleans Girl, and we created this company called RSG Media. And um, we did the documentary together. We found dancers from University of Louisiana at Monroe. Um, the choreographer, her name is Shanette McCarter, and she's amazing. And we got some dancers to do the dance part. And then we found some young ladies to interview and some young men to interview. And we fused it all together in a really creative and, and cool way, I think. And we finished filming um, last spring this spring that just passed and then we started the editing process and we're we literally probably have one more editing day before our big public release which is happening at Goodwood Library um in Baton Rouge on October 8th so that's basically how it came into fruition and hopefully impacts someone and changes someone's life someone's life I hope that it does too. And that's another thing that, well, I feel like that's why I love um, media because I just believe that it has the ability to do that. Yeah. Like, I don't think that we realize the gift that we're given and also not, well, yeah, the power of influence. Um, so I think that that's really awesome that that's a project that you took on because we just have so much influence through media. Mm -hmm. And like, I just feel like we could use it for the greater good and be entertained, you yeah. know? Um, so you did mention your team and it's RSG yes. Media. So how, well, before I go to how y'all function and collaborate, how did you all finance your project? Because that's another big thing that uh, filmmakers, especially indie filmmakers, anyone just getting started off, how did you go about, because it, it costs, yeah. so how did you go about getting Shades of Her funded? Wow. Um, <laughs> you know, that's always the big question. Um, our executive producer, and this kind of like bleeds into your next question, so I apologize for that. Um, but our executive producer, Latrice Griffin, her responsibility um, is to be all things to all people. Really, I think that's that's an accurate description of what she does. But ultimately, like she finds any funding we have. So um, we really uh, finance most of it just by getting favors from people. So like we. It's all about collaboration. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just got favors, honestly. You know, um, we're fortunate that we have a videographer as a part of our team. But a lot of people don't have that type of connection. So they have to pay a videographer. Um, and I think that's a really big expense. Um, I think trying to find people you can collaborate with is the best way you know find people um like the dancers that need you know a, a highly edited 
real to give to choreographers. You know, you find people that are hungry for their craft and that will be open to doing stuff for for free because, right. you know, we can't give you money that we don't have. <laughs> so, so... Who, who you sound like? Right, right. So, um, so I think that worked to right. our advantage. And then being connected, we got a lot of sponsors, like for our private release of the documentary we got a lot of sponsors shout out to our sponsors um our sponsors chris mckinley events sponsored our decor um the parlor sponsored our venue and also boiling root and baton rouge sponsored our food so if people if you can find people that believe in what you're doing and believe in you then I believe that you can have people that'll help you bring this vision to pass. Now, that's not the easiest thing. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like it's super easy, but you still have to be open to finding those people. Like with videography, sometimes you can find, you know, filmmaking students that want to produce work. Um, same thing with same same thing with finding actors you know just finding people that really want quality work done and they want to show their acting chops um they'll be open to participating in your project more than someone who's an established actor you know as long as they are of quality of course um but yeah just being open and i know i use that word a lot but i believe that especially someone like me like it sounds like i'm so open now but i'm actually really a control freak (laughs) and i'm really like wanting to have my hands on everything wanting to have my hand in the pot on everything and ultimately i had to learn how to be open i had to learn um how to make adjustments and how to be open to what it's going to be you know, sometimes you have this vision and it's like, this is what I want, this is what I want. And if it's not that, then I don't wanna do it. But I think being malleable helps you as a filmmaker because yeah. there are things with New Orleans Girl and with the documentary that weren't in my original plan or my original treatment, but are like key, <laughs> scenes like key moments in the documentary that would not have existed had I not been open so I would say work hard find people that believe in you and produce quality if you can show a track record of producing quality um, regardless if you have a budget or not someone will believe in you you know someone will see your project and want to invest also this is another thing when our project was preparing to come out um and still right now since it's not technically not out yet we have a website rsg media co that we sell t-shirts and we have t-shirts that say black women are everything which is a key phrase from our documentary and we also have shirts and merchandise that say rsg media on them And so people can buy that and help support what we're doing. And we're so grateful um, to people who are doing that. 
also at our private showing, um, people could donate toward our documentary and our documentary costs and the cost of submitting that, that to um, film festivals. So, you know, we want to give multiple ways someone who wants to support us for them to support us, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Um, and that's what I was gonna say too. I think that's good. And I think too that a lot of times people don't put themselves out there en mm -hmm. enough because you feel like, oh, I know people are tired, but I think that you can miss the opportunity. And I'm not saying spam right. because I don't, mm -mm, I don't do the spamming. But I'm, I'm just saying like day to day, and even my friends had to get on me. And even um, the last person that I had on the um, podcast, Sarah Hawkins, have to give her a shout, a shout out. She um, even said like, you have to show your work. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't show it, people don't know what you right. do. So it's just being intentional about like what you do. And I think a lot of times we get so consumed of thinking about what other people think but you will miss your opportunity of somebody wanting to, like you said, invest in you. They see like, hey, she's out here trying and right. she's producing quality work. I want that, you know, I want to be a part of that. So I think that's really good that you really um, emphasize that it's important and you can't do it alone. Absolutely. Like that's just not what filmmaking is about at all. It is a team effort oh, all yes. the way, collaboration. So before we go, I do, I always ask everyone, what are you reading right now as a creative? Oh man, I feel like I don't have a stereotypical answer. <laughs> nah, -uh, it's fine. Like I, I, it always gives me um, good things. Like I have to read the book that you talked about earlier, but I think that it's good. I like getting different different response right um well i <laughs> it's crazy so i like mindy calling's book she actually has a new book um i can't think of the title but her first book was is everybody hanging out without me and it really changed how i thought about my process and getting at certain milestones at certain ages you know, and um, just staying balanced, you know, because I know eventually I want children. I want, you know, to be there for my husband. I want to just live a balanced life. Like, I don't want to be one of those super duper career driven people. And, you know, I have no family or I have no time for my family, you know. And then I guess my biggest fear is um, feeling like I have children and then like, having children held me back, if that makes sense. I don't think anybody wants to feel like they could have did X, Y, and Z, but because they decided to have kids, you know, um, they couldn't do it. Um, so those books, uh, the, any book by Mindy Kaling, I'm a big fan. Um, actually, I really like, let me, I'm trying to make sure I have the titles right, so I'm pulling up my iBooks right now. So, Uninvited. Oh, you're fine. I, while you were saying that, I was Googling, like, okay, let's see what book. Yes, she has a new one. She has a new one. I just don't remember the name. Um, 
Is it why yes, not? why not me? Yes, that's it. I'm gonna have to get that. Y'all better go and, and get the book. I'm a book. I'm gonna read it too. I'm. I have so many books that I read. Yes, no, I'm terrible. Like I read books like I'm binging Game of Thrones. Like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're not on Game of Thrones, I just, I don't even know what you're doing with life. Like, (laughs) I don't know what you're doing. Um, I really like, well, I guess I have two categories with books. I have my fiction category because I love, you know, as a creative, as a filmmaker, I feel like you have to love fiction because I just love different stories. I love the way people tell stories. And so recently... And this is really childish, but I like Rick Riordan as an author. He wrote all of the Percy Jackson and all the, um, that whole series, the Percy Jackson series, which is about Greek mythology. Oh, I haven't heard. And you said his name is Rick Riordan. Um, and then there's another book that falls into that category. That's amazing. It's a series and it's called Fate of the Tearling. And it's by Erica Johansson. And she it's like, I almost don't want to tell you to read it because <laughs> the ending is like crazy. Oh, no. Now no, you no, have no, to read no, it, right? <laughs> it's amazing, though. It's, it's called the Tearling Series, like T-E-A-R-L-I-N-G. And it's amazing. It's like the end, you're just like, why did Alicia tell me to read this book? <laughs> Put you on blast. I read this and be all invested, and then be able to. It's almost like Game of Thrones, honestly. Um, a, a little bit, a little bit. It's it's like kind of like the kitty version. Well, yeah, kind of like a, a kitty version of Game of Thrones, but it it kind of factors in that time period along with our time period. So it's kind of like post apocalyptic, um, but it's like old timey too as well it's crazy it's crazy you have to read it um and then so outside of the fiction books um because i could go on about those forever the non-fiction um mostly christian books that i read recently are am currently reading um the first one is the esther anointing it's great one of the best books i've ever read in my entire life is uninvited Yes, you have to read them all. (laughs) Uninvited by um, Lisa Turkist. And Uninvited is about how we as individuals go through a series of rejections in our life, especially um, like being rejected in relationships, being rejected by parents, being rejected even by comparing ourselves to the person, the woman at the gym running next to us um and she goes through that and how to overcome that and how to not you know be living in a place of offense and that's something that i really struggle with as a woman i just feel like my entire life you know being rejected not being in the in crowd not being in the in circles kind of shaped how i viewed myself and um it's great yeah i love that book it it changed my life it changed the way i Um, saw myself and perceived myself and so I love that book and just as a shameless plug my book (laughs) 
shameless. Shameless plug. Um, my book, The Bottom Line, Navigating Your Twenties by God's Word, is available on Amazon. And it is about my entire life from age 18 on until 26 or so until I met my husband and got married and it's about feeling rejected feeling left out um, finding my purpose um, learning how to navigate relationships and do it the right way and not suck at it <laughs> Child, cause there's so many people sucking <laughs> Sucking, yeah, and just just overcoming hardships um, from you know being abandoned as a child and realizing that that affected my relationships and how I tried to kind of latch on to guys even when they weren't great to me um, and just those feelings of abandonment. So it talks about a lot of different themes. Um, it covers a lot of different things. It has some poetry in it. And it's just kind of a really diverse book, but but it just helps you navigate relationships and your feelings and your emotions as you go through your 20s. And um, I enjoy writing it. It's basically, basically my life in a book. So um, shameless plug, get the book on Amazon. <laughs> it's not shameless. <laughs> One show or the last show that you've been wa binge watched. Binge watched. Or without a shadow of a doubt. Or you feel like Criminal Minds. Really? That's so funny because I was so behind it and my friend kept saying, no, yeah. you have to watch it. And I'm just so many. Like, I'm like three seasons behind. Let me tell you, me and my husband can never agree on a show. Okay? <laughs> we never agree on a show. I think the last show we agreed on was This Is Us. And then, <laughs> no, that's what I'm binge watching right now. Like I was, I had to get it together right. because I was, I don't even know what episode I'm on, but I was watching it before we got on the call. Like I had to gather myself because I was over here in my feelings. Right, right. It'll make you cry. It'll make you just. I was. I, I mean, was. it's just crazy. But I really like This Is Us, but. My husband and I can never agree on a show, but we have agreed on Criminal Minds. We started from season one, and we have just been watching it. Like, And it's just crazy because I never thought that, you know, since the show started in like early 2000s, I didn't think I would want to watch all those old episodes, but I love them. And I'm just, I'm living for Criminal Minds right now. Yes. So, before we get off, you have to let everyone know how they are able to keep up with you. Give us your social media, your website, and make sure you give us the RSV Media's website as well so people can support. Awesome. Well, our documentary, Shades of Her, a commentary on colorism, is going to be coming out October 8th, which is our public release which is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at Goodwood Library at 7 o'clock. So if anyone, male, female, would like to come, please come out. It's free, and it's going to really be a great event. Uh, my personal social media is um, 
Alicia J. Rollins on every uh, platform, so on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, it's Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A-J Rollins, R-O-L-L-I-N-S. And um, you can see everything that I have going on, whether it's my book, um, I have a vlog called Culture in Christ that's on YouTube right now, where I talk about all kind of different um, issues from Rob Kardashian to Paul's conversion. I talk about everything um, on my blog. And I uh, also have a website. It's www.aliciajrollins.com. And RSG Media is on every platform as well. Um, our handle on Instagram is RSG Media Co. And um, we also have a website, www.rsgmediaco.com. And you can see all of our projects. You can learn more about um, our members, myself, Lucrece, and Brandon. And you also can see the trailer for our documentary, Shades of Her. So um, if you're interested in anything we have going on, if you want to support, you can go to rsgmediaco.com and click on shop. And you can shop for our t-shirts, you can donate, you can do all that um, on our website.